This episode is sponsored by Hopsy, the Keurig for beer. Go to tryhopsy.com slash GOG and use promo code GOG to get the sub-home draft machine, two mini kegs of beer, two Hopsy glasses, and free membership in the monthly beer club for $99. Terms and conditions apply. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. It's chilly. It is. It is chilly in here, yes. Uh, Today, it was only 43 when I came out to the studio, but yesterday was the first day where we actually had a guest in the studio to do video, and it worked. We had ex-FBI negotiator Chris Voss over to my house, and we did a show, and it worked, which I didn't sleep for two nights because I didn't think it was going to, but... (laughs) It actually did work, so I'm 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 relieved at Excellent. that. So now I have a video studio in my garage. Nice. And another little bit of follow up. I talked about the guys who walked across Antarctica recently, mm-hmm. and the New York Times has a follow up article on that called "Reflections on Antarctica." And I highly recommend it if you followed anything that these guys did. Go check out that article; it'll be in the show notes. And it was pretty cool. Like you know, when the trip was over, they, you know, one guy won, one guy lost, but they just, you know, embraced like brothers because they both went through hell and back going across <laughs> Antarctica. So it was, it was a nice article with some really good photos of those guys. I thought right. it was uh, a nice closure to that whole episode. Okay. And when we were in Canada, we got a deck of cards called effing birds. Right. Remember those? Yes, I do. They're hilarious. They're they are utterly funny. hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it turns out the same guy that built Effin, or not built, but created Effin Birds also mm-hmm. runs the Twitter account SwearTrek that we've talked <laughs> about on the show before, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, actually, that does make a considerable amount of sense. I'd forgotten about SwearTrek and I looked it back up when you put it in the show notes and uh, it's quite clever. Yeah, no, I follow it. So I always see it. And then I mm-hmm. just it like something came around where it's like, oh, it's the same guy. Well, that's kind of cool. Make, it's like this guy just loves profanity. What can you he say? He does. <laughs> he does. And some follow up in the world of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. I, I love these. Um, there's an article over at the Mercury called Why Decluttering and Adopting the Marie Kondo Method Isn't Always a Good Thing. Turns out people are garbage. And what they like <laughs> to do is leave their garbage outside of places like Goodwill. And thus, they're contaminated goods then. Right. So if you leave your bags... Yeah, they're just dumping them. They don't know what's happened. You didn't do the handoff. You didn't get the receipt. So at that point, then they have to put it in their trash, and then they have to pay for the trash. Right. So you're just offloading your shit onto somebody else without any (laughs) regard for what they have to go through. So people, stop being garbage people. And if you want to get rid of stuff because it does not spark any joy anymore, then take it in the door, hand it to some poor guy who's making four bucks an hour who will give you a receipt and then somebody can actually then buy it doing some good in the world. Otherwise, you're just filling up landfills and you can just put it on your curb like everybody else. Or recycle your stuff. Be, be, a, be a decent human being, people. Yeah, seriously. I do and love all a, the articles that have come out, though, recently about this thing going, I can't wait to buy all your good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the other side of the coin where people are like, I'm getting some great stuff for cheap. This is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Please, please do not spark any joy. Give it to me. It will spark my joy. Look, I, I actually, I mean, I, I, well, as I mentioned, my wife wanted to do this and, and we did it through like two rooms in our house. And it was actually really nice to, to declutter and get rid of a bunch of st- stuff that we didn't need anymore. But the one thing that I really took from all of this is the way she folds her clothes. That is genius. I am down with that. So I started doing that <laughs> with all my clothes and my kids clothes. And it's been wonderful. A little bit more effort, but worth it. Yeah, I think I did that when I read the book and I've just yeah. it's just been like a no brainer ever since then. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I did get that out of the book, even though she's batshit crazy. Yeah. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I found this other one. <laughs> this was over at the Hustle. They did a really good article on Goodhart's Law. And it's when targets and metrics are bad for business. So when, when the metrics are all fake. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> that's that's part of it, for, yes. you know, for the most part. But it's like once you give somebody a target to go for, then they just put everything else on hold and just go for that target and not care about what the job is that they're actually supposed to be doing. Right. And it just drives me crazy when when people do this kind of stuff. Remember K-locks? You know what that means? Mm, no. That's uh, K-locks were thousand lines of thousand lines of code. Oh, okay. 
So you were supposed to be like when you worked back in the old days at IBM or AT&T, you're you're you were judged on your K-locks, how many right. lines of code you could write in a, a given amount of time, which when somebody tells me that I'm like, why would you want people to write more code? Wouldn't you <laughs> want better code instead of just making more of it? Right. Seems silly to me. But yeah. this is a this is a really good article where they put together a bunch of different articles and just talk about how, you know, metrics alone for job performance is really it backfires. The, the This is the <laughs> law of unintended consequences. It does not actually make people better at what they do. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You should be judged on your end product, not to, not. This is crazy. It's, it, it, but that's the world now, right? We can count things. So let's count them. Well, of course, because you have HR people who, you know, ostensibly have no skills whatsoever to give to the world. Um, you know, my you know, my love for HR people. Oh, yeah. And I think and, the feeling is mutual from what I've heard. OK, that's good. That's good. Yes. No. Yeah. The first the first people up against the fence when the revolution comes are the HR people. I cannot stand them. Um, but they need metrics to be able to give raises and do all this other stuff because, you know, we're, we're idiots. And it's like, oh, if you just do a good job and you can show that you did a good job, well, mm -hmm. then you should get a raise. That's how yes. it should go. Yes. But you have to have these arbitrary metrics that, you know, it's, it's like standardized testing in schools. How's that worked out for us? Huh? Seriously? Apparently not well. No, not at all. And finally, I've got uh, for follow-up, how IoT-enabled scooters, bikes, and cars are making streets safe. Mm -hmm. I wanted to throw my computer <laughs> against the wall when I read this. Uh, did you get a chance to read this? I did. Uh, this is, yeah. <laughs> this was obvious. Obviously, this writer had some metrics for page views and um, amount, of, amount of words he needed to use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is by Michael Gurr. Michael Gurr is GM of Manufacturing and Automotive at Cloudera, focusing on and focusing on and machine learning. Oh, wait, oh, oh, I see. There's a a cookie pop up that was in the way. Focusing on how big data analytics and machine learning is being applied within each industry segment. Mm -hmm. Now, that's also that's that's word salad right there. Yeah. That is just word salad. It means nothing. Yeah. And the article that he posted also means nothing it is a bunch of word salad this is also the only article that he's ever written for the next web and i would <laughs> i would strongly encourage the next web to not bring this guy back this he's is, talking uh, it's mostly taken straight out of the press releases from scooter companies yes outing the supposed benefits of these things that have not played out well in real life and he's ignoring that fact and, and chalking up all of our complaints and there are a lot of complaints they're all over the web uh, to predictable initial backlash to disruptive technologies. No, they suck and they're causing problems <laughs> and people aren't using them legally and, and we don't have the infrastructure. So you're saying that this has to dramatically inf influence the reengineering of city infrastructures. Where's the money for that going to come from? We have to reengineer existing city infrastructures to be able to use these safely. We can't. We don't. We won't. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they said the Segway was going to cause cities to have to rebuild themselves because yes. of the new paradigm of motion? Yes. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. You're right. And what I love about this is this guy apparently does not watch the Scooters Behaving Badly Instagram account because every day there's somebody who is in critical condition who is like injured for the rest of their lives because they did something dumb on a scooter. This is not making things better at all. No. It's making things worse granted yes if you want to get rid of cars tomorrow and everybody just has to drive a scooter fine get on or it dump a couple billion dollars into re-engineering city streets sure but where's those billions of dollars going to come from ain't going to come from the scooter companies no that's so, for damn sure yeah anyways same argument that we've been making all the time stupid article the only thing i really enjoyed about this article was the plugin that brings up the related articles so it says read next the hidden secrets of insect poop I see that too. Yes. That is probably a better article. What I also loved was the the photo that they have on the front page. Now, there's a there's a massive like 17-foot tall bird scooter on a crosswalk. <laughs> there's a tiny human in the crosswalk, and then there's a midget cop who's out of focus, by the way, in in the photo. I don't know what this photo is supposed to be. What I wasn't sure either, because when I first looked at it, obviously, because the scooter is considerably out of scale to everything else, I actually my eye ignored it because uh, it didn't see anything. And all I saw was a Starbucks coffee. I thought it was an ad. <laughs> OK, <laughs> there you go. 
No, yeah, there's this wee little human next to this massive bird scooter. It's it's it, and then why is the cop there? This makes no I, sense. I don't I don't get it. Does not spark any joy. It does not spark joy. <laughs> In the news. French data protection watchdog finds Google $57 million under GDPR. We okay. have we have our first case. We do. All right. We'll yes. see if they can collect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, right? Let's see. They got fined, so now what happens? Yeah. What this what this is about is the Android sign-up process. Mm-hmm. Because Google is forcing you to get a Google account when you sign up for your Android phone if you don't have one already. And yep. they're checking boxes that shouldn't be checked automatically. And they're doing some nefarious stuff that we've always talked about that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just a, there's too many taps. Too many taps is the way that they kind of generalize <laughs> what's going on here. Just cut a few. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Amadeus, I mean, Amadeus I, reference for you just, people out there who doesn't see it. <laughs> it's just sad because a couple years back before GDPR, but I mean, there were already, you know, different laws, the EU and different things about what, you know, if, if you had to unselect things or pre-select things on check-ins and all that. And I remember I was wor- working on a project that, that was going to be multinational. And I remember just sitting in the meeting going, why are we going to do 50 different ver- versions of this and have a sniffer? How about we just uncheck everything automatically and let people check them in? No, 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 no. We want to get no, the data. No, can't do people that. Can't lazy. do that. I'm like, or we could just be good people. Nope. No, no, no. Oh, okay, That's okay. Not Silly me. Silly work. me. All right. Let me go write my thousand lines of code to cover all this then. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and here at the end of the article, it says, finally, by default, Google takes a box that says, I agree to the processing of my information as described above and further explained in the privacy policy. So this is when you create your account. And yes. broad consent like this <laughs> is forbidden under GDPR. You can't do that. You right. cannot do that, which is yeah. good. Which is good. Like Somebody's watching now. Finally. 25 years too late, granted. <laughs> but And only uh, not in our country. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing here. Forget it. Yeah. Oh, man. So... The DHS, Department Mm -hmm. of Homeland Security, has released an emergency order to prevent DNS hijacking. Turns out, since nobody's home at our government right now, (laughs) and lots of people are (laughs) furloughed and uh, not getting paid, which is still bullshit, um, Mm -hmm. they had to pull people back in because there are DNS hijacking attacks that are going on right now that are pretty severe. Wait, are you saying that when people find out that the cops aren't working, they'll commit more crimes? Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> uh, I, I I think this was a, a, a plot point in Die Hard Three, when all the cops when all the cops went downtown to go look look at all the schools and the kids were just robbing everything. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. When the cops aren't around, people will be hmm. bad. Oh, uh, did did we mention people are garbage? We yeah. have mentioned that. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, so this is an emergency directive which makes people come back to work and secure their DNS system. Either if they're running a third-party system, they have to um, set up two-factor auth, or they have to, you know, rechange all their passwords internally if they're running their own DNS servers. Okay. And, okay, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. How about we just open the government again and let people go back to work? (laughs) Oh, wait, that's not on the table. Never mind. So, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security is uh, at least trying to mitigate this problem right now. So that's good. Okay. I got to say, I had no idea that they were even involved in the Internet. Well, they have their own websites. I mean, there's, there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of DHS sites out <laughs> yeah. there. But so, uh, interesting. What are you going to do? Anyways, what are you going to do? Um, so my position on on genetic testing companies like 23andMe and all that has been well established on this program. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm giving any of these people my data. They're, you know, the privacy protections and laws there are, are next to nothing. We know that they're just going to take my, your data and do whatever with it. And then it basically came to came out that uh, if enough of my friends and uh, well, not my friends if enough of my family did it i was screwed anyways and basically they've almost reached a critical mass of people that that uh, it doesn't matter if you give them your your dna or not because they'll be able to figure it out from everybody else's yep guess what we found out jason <laughs> what did we find out brian the same thing happens with social media oh really you can uh, stay off social media all you want, but new studies have pro- have pro- proven it's possible to create a 95% accurate profile of you from your friends' accounts. So as long as we know who your friends are, 
And guess what? Because anytime you sign up with these things, they go through your phone and they get all your phone information and they know who you are and they know who your friends are and they'll get your data from other places. Even if you're not on Facebook or Twitter, um, you can opt out all you want, but uh, they're still going to be able to profile you. And they probably are. Yep. Kind of kind of knew that one. <laughs> that's, Isn't that that's sucky? No re- that's no real surprise. <laughs> no, I mean, we've kind of known that anyways, but here's the first study that's actually, you know, kind of confirmed it and they've put together an algorithm that does it. So oh, that is great. that, you know, that is out there and admitted to as opposed to Facebook and Twitter and everybody else who aren't admitting that they do this and have this. Now we know, of course, they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, you, you know, know, sign off all you want now. Doesn't matter. Game doesn't over. matter. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah. Stay off the Internet if you don't want to be if you don't want to play. You know, what, what is it? Uh, the only the only option is not to play from mm-hmm. from war games. <laughs> so, right. yeah, we live in the world of the Whopper now. <laughs> So I love this. Amazon has built an electronic vest to improve worker and robot interactions. Mm-hmm. So apparently there were problems when people would go in to work on robots where they would get, you know, run over by a robot. <laughs> and because <they, laughs> the robots weren't smart enough to know that anybody is there. So the this vest, which basically is a pair of suspenders and a tool belt, mm-hmm. it's not really a vest. I don't get it. But um it's got sensors in it to let the robots know to go into slow-mo mode when humans are around, which is a good idea. It's pretty cool. It's now, not the, a bad idea. No, it's, it's not I a bad like idea you're at all. playing laser tag. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah, with your life. And right. uh, But the thing that got me about this is there is a department at Amazon called Amazon Robotics because they use a lot of robots in their warehouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they're going to have flying robots soon which is yep. interesting. So we're all going to have to wear these vests. Yeah. If you can get a hold of one of these vests, <laughs> then you're, you're ahead of the game. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, how long is it till somebody hacks one of these things and uh, figures out how to get it out to everybody? So when, <laughs> when the drones do come, we have very slow drones, <laughs> very slow drones. Right. Now WhatsApp has made a move to restrict the propagation of fake news. Right. What they've done is, basically said that you can only send messages to five people now, five people max. You cannot mm-hmm. spam a list, you know, of thousands of people like you used to be able to do. Right. And this is because there have been some really terrible things happening because of WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And, and by terrible, I mean, there's a story that I found when I was researching this about an Indian village that turned into several Indian villages that turned into lynch mobs because people were sending fake notices about people who were visiting their village and said that they were there to kidnap their children. And oh people boy. were killed. People were killed because of this, mm-hmm. which I think the company should be held fucking responsible for, which right. is, I mean, it's a platform, Jason. I know it's just a platform. <laughs> oh, but it just, I mean, it boils my blood to hear stories like this where people are just literally, you know, attacked, dragged from their cars and, and hung. Because mm-hmm. somebody sent a message that had no basis in fact whatsoever. Right. And these people who were just fucking stupid, back to garbage people, believed it and then killed somebody because of it. It it boils the blood, honestly. Right. So so at least WhatsApp is trying to to mitigate this. But yeah, but, I don't know if it's yeah. going to do any good. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, because you send it to five people, they send it to five people, and then boom, you're back to where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's how it goes. We're going to have links to both of these articles in the show notes. I highly recommend everybody go read the the BBC article on the lynch mob incidents in India if you really want to know what the hell's going on over there. Because, A, there's some evil people and some dumbass motherfuckers over there. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Right. <sighs> and popular WordPress plugin is hacked by angry former employee. <laughs> this one this one put a smile on my face <laughs> I, thought, I thought so <laughs> i thought you'd really enjoy this one yes the wordpress multilingual plugin had a mm-hmm. contractor who stole the database left a backdoor onto their website so they could so mm-hmm. he'd get back in and hack the website with his ssh keys and then basically pinged everybody on the list which is like six hundred thousand paying customers for this plugin right. and and just said, hey, there's a bunch of security vulnerabilities in this thing that I told everybody about, but they're not fixing. <laughs> so here you go. And Great. So they rebuilt their website, put it back up and to get rid of that guy's guy's issues. I'm sure they all 
I don't think they rebuilt their website. I think they just invalidated all the SSH keys and just rebuilt those. I highly doubt that they actually did anything beyond that. Probably but not. We know how people, this works. People are lazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they said, we, we we rebuilt our server from scratch. Bullshit. You didn't. No, you that. didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, but this guy's, if if they know who this guy is, which it sounds like they do, this guy's going to jail. I mean, this oh, is, yeah. this is, this is one of the <laughs> dumbest damn things I've ever seen. It should have been in Moron of the Week, but I had to put it in the news because it is also security related. And uh, yeah, man, what a dumbass i've been i have been drunk and pissed off before and have done stupid things (laughs) yeah hence the uh the mutual appreciation society that you always have with uh human resources Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) yes yes and paisley park i got i got fired from paisley park prince fired me because i sent an email from (laughs) the wrong aol account and it showed my ip address which was the same ip address that i was sending the other emails to paisley park from saying that you need to fix this well, uh, right. yeah, that was my own damn fault. So I cost the company $25,000, but surprisingly, they didn't fire me, which uh, right. was was crazy. But yes, people do stupid things on the Internet, and this guy did a really stupid thing. You can't you cannot do this. No, the Computer right. Fraud and Abuse Act is actually a thing. And <laughs> you hacked into their website, you defaced their website, and you stole their database with their passwords. This shows actual physical damages that they're going to have to pay for, which means you, sir are going to jail yes yes unless he's in croatia which means nope not going to jail (laughs) and from the from the language in the the page that he put up pretty sure he's in croatia or romania or somewhere in eastern europe right ah okay well let's switch back to over to the uh resistances futile um theme that i've been kind of running with a little bit now i know i believe i don't know i don't think you're a fan of cashmere hill i don't know who that is Oh, I thought this was the writer over at Gizmodo that you always complained about whenever I had one of them. Oh, one is this the stories. one that always writes the Facebook articles? Because she has yes, the but same... she's doing new ones now. So, okay, uh, she's moved I need on. You, I need you to give her a chance because okay. she's doing something kind of interesting. Reporter Kashmir Hill spent six weeks blocking Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Apple from getting her money, data, and attention and used a custom-built VPN to do it. Here's what happened. Now, uh, I've only read the Amazon one. I th- I'll get to the rest uh, at some point. But uh, the Amazon one is kind of funny because you think Amazon is just, you know, store. I If I don't want to use Amazon, I just don't shop on Amazon anymore. Right. Well, no, not that easy. Um, obviously, there's Echoes. She had one. She couldn't do that. She couldn't go to Whole Foods anymore. And as she discovered, as she was going through this process, so many websites host through Amazon Web Services now. It's impossible. You cannot use the internet without no, you using can't. Amazon. That's oh, yeah, how big Amazon has become. <laughs> I mean, Netflix hosts on AWS. I, you yeah. can't. There's so many sites. I mean, everything. It's, 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 yeah. AWS is like 90% of the internet now because it's so easy to host there. Then you've got, uh, was it, uh, what's Microsoft's one? And then you've got Google's. You yep. just can't even... No, it's impossible. That's that's what she discovered as she set up her custom VPN to block everything Amazon, including anything that came from AWS. She said 99% of the web was completely unusable. I either couldn't go to the site at all because it was completely hosted or images would be missing or video would be missing because Amazon's using, you know, people are using Amazon as a content distribution network, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing to me that Amazon has become that big, but it has. So it was a really interesting article and I'm looking forward to seeing how she does with the other deck giants. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, if she wanted no. to just get rid of Amazon.com, that's fine. But trying to block AWS is, that's a, you know, yeah. that's futile, utterly futile. You cannot <laughs> yes, do it, it because <laughs> everybody uses AWS. It's so easy to spin up an instance on AWS and build, and build your website on it. And it's cheap. Yep. That's why everybody uses it, you know? Yep. And that's why, like, you know, I think a third of Amazon's profit comes from AWS alone. So, yep. Which is which is also kind of scary now that I think about it. I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't even think about the fact that they control the entire Internet. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> it is a little scary. Yeah. yeah. Single point of failure, people. What not, happened not to monopoly good. laws? Oh, that's right. I, there well, aren't please. any. <laughs> yeah. Now, I thought this one should actually go in more on the week, but uh, there's I guess not. It's kind of news. Facebook is investing seven point five million dollars into an AI ethics institute. In Germany. In Germany. <laughs> in Germany. Auf Deutsch. <laughs> yeah, which is good, but ironic, 
that a company <laughs> yeah. that has absolutely no ethics whatsoever is investing into an AI ethics institute. Now, granted, it's AI. Um, so that's good. We've been talking about how how this needs to happen and people need to get more into it. So yay, Facebook. Um, how about some ethics with your company now? Yeah. Just researching them for AI. Yeah, let's let's have some people ethics, please. Can yes, we, can that we do would be that? nice. Yeah, ain't gonna, and, uh, ain't gonna happen. The last story I found for news, I just thought was kind of clever and funny and interesting because we've talked a lot about uh, you know concerns over blue light and and eye strain and all that sort of stuff recently. And uh, this article talks about that people have been complaining about this since Victorian times. They were concerned that new innovations like mass printing was blamed for an increase in eye problems and is responsible for uh, failing vision. Um, so it's been going on for a really long time and the science isn't entirely out yet. Um, so we don't really know, but, uh, people have been complaining about new technologies, destroying your eye health for, uh, for an awful long time. (laughs) Well, as somebody who just went to the eye doctor this week and came out with four (laughs) prescriptions, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it might be true because I'm blind as a bat now and I have to have, (laughs) I have to have two pair of glasses and two pair of progressive glasses, which I cannot stand. Uh, right. One for standing at the computer and one for when I actually leave the house. It's redonkulous, like how bad my <laughs> eyes have gotten. It's uh, so. And what do I do all day? Stare at a fucking computer. Stare at a screen. Yep. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Hopsy, the Keurig for beer. Hopsy brings beer on tap to the comfort of your own home without the price tag many beer drinkers have come to expect. Have your own beer bar at home with the Sub, a countertop appliance that fits neatly in your kitchen, bar, or living room. Whether you're a hophead, malt mouth, or palate partier, you can enjoy a variety of beer styles from big and small breweries, which rotate monthly. Hopsy partners with a long list of breweries and ships mini kegs directly to your home or office. I am currently enjoying a nice porter and a nice stout that I got from Hopsy, and... I love the fact that these things come fresh in their little mini kegs and you just plug them into the sub and it just goes. And yeah, when you plug it in, it does. It is like, you know, when it's pressurizing, it is attacking the beer and making it palatable for you. And I love this thing. I love having a keg in my studio so I can just reach over and have a beer. Yes. Beer on tap in the house is amazing. I don't have to walk down to the bar to get that fresh, clean, amazing taste. I personally have an two IPAs right now, and uh, they're both absolutely phenomenal. Excellent, excellent. We can't tell you what breweries we are getting these from because wherever you're at in the country, Hopsy actually deals with local breweries, so you get the freshest beer possible. So when you log in and create your account, and hopefully you use tryhopsy.com slash GOG and promo code GOG at checkout, then you will see all of the breweries that are near you, and you can get the freshest beer available for your home. It is awesome. Go to tryhopsy.com slash GOG and use promo code GOG to get the sub home draft machine, two mini kegs of beer, which is equivalent to two six packs, two Hopsy glasses and free membership in the monthly beer club for $99. Terms and conditions apply. That's Hopsy, H-O-P-S-Y. Yep, that's tryhopsy, H-O-P-S-Y dot com slash GOG and use promo code GOG. Get that sub home draft machine. It is a great little device. Two mini kegs of beer, two Hopsy glasses, and that free membership in the monthly beer club for only 99 bucks. It's crazy good. Drink local, my friends. Media Candy. I watched a crap load of stuff this last week, so let's get into it. Uh, first off, we know Star Trek Discovery has uh, come out, uh, first episode. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It was. It really was. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was shocked at how good it was. So I know. Here's hoping to a decent season. We shall see. Yeah. No, the new captain was great. And everything about it was just like, I, it was fantastic. You got to see the Enterprise yep. and they, you know, they set up the whole Spock thing going forward. I just had a ton of fun watching it. Yep. I get more, more, uh, more power to that theory that the first season of any Star Trek show always sucks. Yep. Hopefully that won't be the case with Picard, but we shall see. Yeah. Uh, first episode of the Grand Tour also came out on Amazon. And since I'm not doing an Amazon detox like that one writer was, I watched it. <laughs> it was OK. I'm looking forward to the next season when they abandon the tent and just do the adventures. Conversation Street. Yes. Was there an episode of Conversation Street? Because I haven't watched it yet. No, they did get rid of that. So. Oh, OK. Oh, man. I like those interstitials. I thought they were funny. Uh, horrible. <laughs> I 
absolutely horrible. Uh, Grace and Frankie has come out on Netflix. I've watched the first three episodes already. It's as funny as always. So highly recommended. Highly cool. enjoyable. A uh, new show called Sex Education is out on Netflix right now. Um, Jillian Anderson is in this as the mom. And, oh, uh, yeah, oh, it's it's very good. <laughs> You've piqued my interest. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's a really good show. It's it's quite funny. It's quite clever. Um, you know, there's lots of uh of boobs because I know you're into that thing. So I, I, I'm I'm into, not hers. I'm into that yeah. thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it's it's really funny. It's actually quite worth watching. I think you'll enjoy it as well. Okay. Uh, and for some reason, I watched Annihilation, the movie with Natalie Portman that was a kind of sci-fi that came out last year. Yeah, <sighs> and yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> it's got two stars. I would not, I will not watch anything with two stars. Sorry. <laughs> it has three. I see three stars. Okay. There are four stars. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it felt like it should have been a sci-fi movie. It ends with a vague kind of what the hell happened ending. Um, it's beautifully shot. I just didn't care much for it. There was not enough of interest there to, to maybe the book is supposed to be good that it's based on. I don't know. So, but uh, the movie, meh, meh. Yeah, pass on that. And, and uh, going back to people are garbage. I also watched the Netflix uh, documentary fire. The greatest oh, party that never I, happened. I'm, not the one on Hulu, which other people have watched. I'm dying to watch this thing. I've gotten so much. I got so many emails about this thing and, uh, we covered it on Feedback Friday for the Jordan Harbinger show coming out tomorrow, and I am dying to see this thing. Watch it. Uh, okay. Everybody is garbage. Everybody is garbage in this. Uh, the guy that throws the festival is garbage. Ja Rule is garbage. The Instagram social influencers that promoted the party are garbage. The people that bought <laughs> tickets to go to the thing are garbage. They're all fucking garbage. <laughs> Everyone in this documentary is garbage. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm... I mean, to talk about schadenfreude and just enjoying other people's misery. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, that sounds, that sounds like a pick It is up. funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad that guy is in jail and I hope he stays there. And it, uh, the sh yeah, it's just insane. Now, more people are garbage, but getting their just rewards. R. Kelly has finally been dropped by his record label, RCA. About and time. Their 15 year relationship. It's a little late, but better than nothing. So and uh, if you want to block all of R. Kelly from ever playing on your streaming service, Spotify is now there to help you, at least through their mobile app. They have added a new feature. Don't play this artist. So I've immediately tested that out and put on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm oh, now living yes. in my dream world of never, <laughs> ever having to hear a Red Hot Chili Peppers song as long as I'm going through Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say, never turn on K-Rock then, because, <laughs> oh my God. I know. it's Well, the problem with, like, with um, especially, like, uh, what's the station on uh, Sirius XM, the, the first, w first wave or something like that? There, Billy Idol is played out of proportion and the and the pretenders. I don't have anything against the pretenders. I do have a lot against Billy Idol. They're played so out of proportion to what they actually were in the 80s. It's ridiculous. So I need to start blocking them as well. That's what do you have against Billy Idol? It's just shit. <laughs> just horrible <laughs> shit pop songs. They're they're not good in any way, shape, or form. Uh Adam Sandler's impression of Billy Idol is better than Billy Idol. Okay, that says a lot right there. If Adam Sandler is better than the actual Billy Idol, because Adam Sandler yeah. is not good at anything. No. Uh, and in somewhat good news, The Expanse uh, Season 3 is going to start streaming on Amazon Prime Video February 8th. The only good news about that is they are announcing that there will be the fourth season at yes! some point later this year. Yes! Oh, so. I'm so looking forward to that. Cause, Me too. What a great show. Oh, yeah. Really good show. I dug in and watched Crazy Rich Asians this weekend. Great movie, right? It was fantastic. I yeah, absolutely loved it. It was a, it was a four tissue ending. I even knew that what I knew what the ending was going to be. <laughs> you knew but what I it still, was going to be. You knew and it was still the, good. Yeah, from the instant that movie started, this was so formulaic. It was just disgusting. It's like but it was well done formula. <laughs> it was. I'm like, okay, this is the Asian love. Actually, I get it. All good fine i know it's gonna happen and i had my tissues at hand because i know i was gonna be it was gonna get dusty in the room i knew it i just <laughs> knew it so i had my tissues ready and it did not disappoint it was a very fun movie excellent you'll be happy to know a sequel is coming of course it is of course well there's three is. books it's based on books so oh okay well cool so then there'll hopefully be two more movies so i'll yeah. get some more tissues <laughs> <laughs> i watched bohemian rhapsody on sunday how was it it 
was <laughs> the pause tells me almost everything I need to know. I, that means to me it should have been good. It wasn't. No, it it actually it it actually was good. I did enjoy okay. it. What it did was was gloss over almost all of the facts of Freddie Mercury's life. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I've seen many documentaries on on Freddie Mercury and and his entire you know path through life, and uh, mm-hmm. they cut out basically all of it. <laughs> Except right. for, well, I, authorized by the band, you knew it wasn't going to have any any mm-hmm. real dirt. So, exactly. Yeah. This was to make the band look good. So, but it did, and I enjoyed it. And Rami Malek was fucking phenomenal. He was That's phenomenal what I in this in this yeah. movie. I mean, he nailed it. By the end of it, I'm just like, dude, <laughs> kudos, man. <laughs> you did a really really good job. Now, I'm not so much a Mr. Robot fan, but man, you are a good Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Mr. Robot sucks now, but yeah. Um, Every now and then, it quickly gets taken down on YouTube, obviously, because copyright. But uh, you search for it every now and then. Somebody did a side-by-side of his performance uh, in the movie versus the actual footage of uh, Freddie Mercury's performance at that, was it Live Aid or whatever the big centerpiece is? Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, seeing them side-by-side, unbelievable. Yeah. No, he nailed it. And that was the only thing. We actually fast-forwarded the last like 15 minutes of the movie just to get to the end because they they do the entire live aid concert and i'm like i just watched this like a week ago with the actual <laughs> freddie mercury so i don't right. need to see it again because I, I wasn't a fan of the set list that they did at live aid uh mm-hmm. so like they did a bunch of songs that i just not my favorite out of their entire catalog so i'm just like yeah and my my roommate was just like yeah we don't need to watch this so, so let's get to the end where they show the flashcards that tell everything that happened after right so we did that <laughs> that was fun but it does it starts and ends at live aid it doesn't go into his death or anything like like that but uh right uh all in all though i really fucking enjoyed it i mean i had a smile on my face pretty much the whole time so Right. And and knowing his history and everything, I thought that what they needed to do to make this a good movie, they did it properly. They actually right. did it properly. So and moving on, though, I watched a new show that I did not know existed called Mythbusters Jr. And right. so Adam mm-hmm. Savage is back and he's with okay. a bunch of kids basically doing okay. Mythbusters. All right. And I watched one episode of it. I watched episode three. And I mm-hmm. have to say that. This new series is better than the last three seasons of Mythbusters, period. <laughs> and <laughs> the kids who are doing or busting the myths are completely better than Carrie and the, the entire B team. They're awesome. Really? They're awesome. These kids are whip smart. They're excited about what they're doing. And they are like coming up with novel solutions for the problems that they have to, to you know, fill. And right. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm adding it to the DVR. So I feel like Mythbusters is back. Adam is a, like a, a side character in this. He's not the main crux of the show. It's the kids who are right. busting the myths and watching them like come up with these the, the, the problems to solve. And, and these kids are smart. Like, you know, they're 15 years old in, in college. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these aren't these aren't regular kids. These are the, the right. cream of the crop kids. And mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It was fun. It was a ton of fun. So you get you can get right. your Mythbusters back. Jamie's nowhere to be seen because they hate each other. Adam's back and he's like <laughs> a, a bit character, which is perfect. Totally right. perfect. Leave him on the side. And uh, I recommend checking it out, especially if you have like, you know, uh, young kids. Definitely mm-hmm. have them check this out because it it's a blast. It's a total blast. Ooh, I will give it a go. I knew it existed. I just figured I wasn't going to like it. So no, you I. Trust me, I think you'll actually enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Um, and Nightline is actually coming out with a documentary called The Dropout, which is the story of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, which yeah, I am... More more human garbage. I'm just talking about yeah, total <laughs> human garbage. I am so excited to hear this. They they dropped the first episode of the podcast today. We're recording this on Wednesday, so this this episode will come out tonight, so you'll, you'll hear it tomorrow on Thursday, but... Um, the podcast is out there doing a six episode podcast, but the actual documentary on Nightline comes out tonight as well. So mm-hmm. so it'll be probably if you have, uh, you know, on demand with your cable subscription, you should be able to check it out or catch a rerun. But I'm right. I am really looking forward to this because I want to see how terrible she is, because I think mm-hmm. I think at a gut level, she's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> Me too. Yep. <laughs> And then finally, in media news, YouTube channels are selling for millions, which, of course, makes me absolutely 
sad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. So, yeah, these top tier YouTube channels are basically being sold to conglomerations who are trying to get a bunch of channels under their belt and, you know, start to become TV channels, you know? Yeah. TV networks. That's, you know, or a movie studio or a recording studio, you know, recording whatever. So, yeah, it makes sense. They're they're you know, why not band together? Yeah. And a lot of people are just selling the channels and walking away. Like, you know, as part Smart. of the deal, they they can't be on YouTube anymore. It's like, oh, well, you're going to sell us your channel and then just start another one. No, you're banned from YouTube from now on if you're not going to work with us. So it's like, right. take the money and run. I'd be good on you. Good on you. Yeah. And it's it's one of those consolidation things that's going to keep happening over and over again, because the independent publishers are very worried because YouTube and Google have a history of just saying, ah, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> And kicking you right. off the platform, you know? Right. And there's even a quote in here. You're at the whim of the ever-changing algorithm or a random support email address, which is true. Mm-hmm. You that build your true. you build your house in somebody's backyard. We've said it many times. Mm-hmm. Can't get pissed off when they turn the sprinklers on and run you out of the yard. So a lot of people are just kind of taking the money and running now, which I think is probably smart. It, it This is the best deal they're ever probably going to get instead of, you know, humping it for another 20 years, getting just cheesy ad money that's going to keep yep. going down. It's a race to the bottom on YouTube. So that's what that's what people are going to do. Or us. Yeah. <laughs> or podcasting. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we're doing this till we're dead. At the library. Been watching far too much TV, obviously, and movies, so I did not finish a book this week, but I did get some great news. Bill Bryson is coming back with another book, Woo-hoo! The Body, A Guide for Occupants. I've loved all of his books, including the uh, most recent, A Short History of Nearly Everything. Uh, his book about the housing stuff was great, so I'm very excited about this. He's a wonderful writer, so this should be uh, really good and really interesting. Looks like it'll be dropping on October 3rd. So we have a bit of a wait, but yeah, a little wait, but it's worth it because yeah, mm-hmm. the original is short history of nearly everything is one of the best books ever written. It is fantastic. <laughs> you have to get the unabridged version for if you're doing audio or read the the full book because or actually read the book. Yeah. Eh, well, you know, some people just don't have time or <laughs> I know maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know, dyslexic. Yes. So <laughs> I like the audio book, but the, the unabridged is fucking long, but it's great. Yep. So I did read a book this week. I read Caesar Milan's Lessons from the Pack, Stories of the Dogs Who Changed My Life. And I'm okay. sure I can I can hear the eye roll coming from Santa Monica right now from you, Brian. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit. A little bit, yeah. No, but it was uh it's a really good book. It talks about, you know, lessons that can be learned from having dogs, which I agree with basically everything in this book because I've had dogs that have changed my life and saved my life. Right. So it was a really good book, and I'm reading this because tomorrow morning I am going to meet Caesar Milan at the Dog Psychology Center up in Santa Clarita, and I am I'm giddy as a schoolgirl about going <laughs> up there. I wanted to go up there for years, and fortunately, little Bam Bam, uh, one of her trainers, is uh, a, a trainer at the Dog Psychology Center. We actually went to the website and looked for the one person that had a picture of a Rottweiler with her <laughs> and called her up <laughs> and said, hey, can you come train a Rottweiler? And she has been uh, Bam Bam's trainer for a couple of years now. There was a hiatus because she unfortunately had breast cancer, but she beat it. And when I got back here to California, we called her back up and said, come on back out. And I've uh, been chatting with her. And then that got us to go be able to go interview Caesar Milan tomorrow. So I am so excited to go do this. So I recommend the book. It is it is actually a really good book. Well written. And has a lot of good life lessons. So Very I'm cool. just, I'm just, I don't want to drive to Santa Clarita because Santa Clarita is in the middle of nowhere. It's almost a yeah. Palmdale for fuck's sake. Ooh. <laughs> have fun with that. Who wants to go to Palmdale? And I got to be there at 10, which means rush hour. Yay. Moron <laughs> of the week. I don't know how I came across this article because it's on runnersworld.com. And I kind of subscribe to the Val Kilmer you know, real genius theory of running. You know, do you run mm-hmm. only when chased? <laughs> so I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a runner. I can't run. My knees are shot from skateboarding for 20 years, but mm-hmm. uh, a British runner and cyclist and mob hitman has been convicted <laughs> for the murders of two rival gangsters in part because of his GPS watch. Oops. Dope. 
<laughs> so they actually found his Garmin Forerunner and did some forensic analysis on it. And while he didn't mm-hmm. wear it to actually commit the murders, he did wear it when he was going to scope out the scene and figure out his escape routes. Right. Yeah. So you might want to leave the GPS at home when you're going to go plan to kill somebody is all I'm saying. That's Oops. probably a good idea. Yeah. Not the smartest, uh, smartest guy there. Nope. Well. So he is going to jail for a very long time. I think he's got, I think he got life for the two murders. So. Right. <laughs> but it's still a fun story. Now, I'm not sure who is the moron specifically in, in my moron of the week, because it's somebody that works for the White House and their social media that uh, that doesn't realize that, you know, you can actually check things in, in the world these days. Uh-huh. Uh, so President Donald Trump uh, supposedly hates fake news, but he seems to have no problem with fake photos. At least that's what Gizmodo has discovered when it started carefully looking at the images on Trump's official Facebook and Instagram accounts and discovered photos of the president that made him look thinner and more built. And yes... They've also made his hands bigger. (laughs) Gizmodo found at least three instances of altered photos published since October 2018. So dismissing any suggestion that it was a one-off event. So somebody has gotten the order to Photoshop some of these photos and make him thinner and make his hands bigger. Nice. (laughs) We do realize that people check these things these days. It's out there. It's a record. We can find out. (laughs) Oops. Oh, well. (laughs) Big hands. Oh, big hands, tiny, 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 something else. Brain. Feedback loop. Over at Patreon, we've got a couple new subscribers, Mark and Brody. And at PayPal, we've got Jeff, Joseph, and Mark, and Steven, who writes in, Hey, fellow grump geeks. I'm a longtime listener of the show and love what you guys do. I live here in the UK and find that most people I talk to either don't understand technology or care about their privacy. So it's great to listen to you guys rant. Well, thank you. Unfortunately, I work for the NHS, so spare funds are scarce, but I wanted to drop you guys a couple bucks for your hard work and hope to be able to donate some more in the future. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Stephen. We appreciate it. We do. We appreciate it a lot. And, you know, with all the Brexit news that we're seeing, hopefully you will have some money at some yeah. point. <laughs> it's not looking <laughs> not good. looking good at all. Not uh, looking good. Yes. Over at Twitter, Kyle writes us, which domain is more expensive? And this is a... Uh, thing he found via boing boing which is a domain pricing game did you play the game it's quite funny <laughs> how'd I you did. do i got it mostly right all the time basically. i did i got six out of ten <laughs> and yeah okay. i didn't do so well even though i'm a domain i didn't owner. finish i did like five and i got four out i love so. i love that when you keep going it's it, there's a the link to keep going says why am i even still here <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny <laughs> so yeah some of the prices on these are absolutely insane so that's great. Yes. And James writes in, yes, the voice kid of Mr. Bill Daniels is still alive. People my age will know him as the teacher, Mr. Feeney from the TV show Boy Meets World. And yes, he should voice every automated thing ever. <laughs> Mr. Dom writes us and says, I don't see the swastika in the Slack logo, but then again, I like the look of the new logo. Well, you're wrong, Mr. Supremacist. You're wrong, Mr. Dom. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I have to be honest, though. Actually, I was tainted a little bit um, because I saw Jason's drawing where he illustrated the swastika before I actually saw the logo in and of itself. So it's impossible for me to not see the swastika now. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mr. Dom, go check out the, go check out the photo on my, my Twitter feed at JP Def because mm-hmm. it, it is... You can't unsee it. I'm sorry. And Ross writes, did you watch Shameless last night? They had those shitty old scooters you're always talking about. No, I have not. I Shameless is one of those shows that I have been like banking. It's like one of those shows that I'll <laughs> eventually get to because a friend of mine is an extra on there all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's always going down and she's like, oh, I was on Shameless again this week. I'm like, OK, great. I just don't care enough to go watch you be an extra on a show. <laughs> But I watched the first episode of it when it first came out, like long, long ago. But then I also heard that the the female lead left because they wouldn't match her pay. And that kind of makes me not want to watch it. So I don't know if she like settled with them and is back or whatnot. But I don't want to watch a show where, you know, Showtime won't pay her the same rate as the other stars, which. You know, I kind of have a I don't know what that would that would that be called ethics um, (laughs) over that. But Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. So maybe I'll (laughs) check it out sometime. Right. Uh, Media, uh, media Shah. I think I'm getting that right. Wrote us or sent us a link to the Telegraph. Uber plans to develop self-driving electric scooters and bicycles. 
<laughs> oh God! Yeah. Self-driving <laughs> electric scooters and bicycles. Yes, they have hired. They are hiring a micro mobility robotics team to develop scooters and bicycles, which can drive themselves around cities in order to reach customers and charging points. Great. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We just need monorails. You know, I go to yeah. Disney in Florida and I ride the monorail, and it takes me where I need to go. <laughs> we just need monorails everywhere. Forget it. Forget all this self-driving. That's crap. right. And this comes from Stricky. <laughs> Oxford University bans Huawei from research funding over security concerns. Yeah, Huawei's in hot wa water. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Justin <laughs> writes us the imperfect science of genetic testing, and this is a link over to the CBC. Twins get some mystifying results when they put five DNA ancestry tests to the kit. Test, Wait, take, take that. Test. Take that one over. <laughs> take that one over. Tits to that the, is tits wrong to the with test. <laughs> You can leave that in if you want. I think it's funny. It's fucking cold in here. I'm like, my teeth are chattering a little bit. All right, let's do that again. Justin sent us a link over at the CBC, the imperfect science of genetic testing. It is uh, twins get some mystifying results when they put five DNA ancestry kits to the test. Got it right that time. All right. <laughs> yeah, and this is pretty funny. It uh, it does. It's all over the map, even though they're twins and uh, they got different results. <laughs> yeah, from different people. And uh, yeah, basically, uh, a chief geneticist at one of the popular ancestry companies admits it's kind of a science and an art. In other words, it's bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. Oh God! And Hillitech writes in DNA discounts and solid troll on crazy Americans. Worthy mention in the next show. And this is the Aero Mexico commercial where they kind of troll the people of Texas with some DNA tests and says, hey, if you're Mexican, we'll give you a discount on flying to Mexico based <laughs> on the percentage of your Mexican DNA. And mm -hmm. I love this ad. I, I saw this a, a while ago and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's pretty epic. Well done. And the people change their mind. They're like, what? I can get a discount. I'm going to I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yep. I'm, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I want me a burrito. <laughs> I, I love that ad. They did, they did such it's a good job good. on it. And Jordan wrote us asking what we think and sent us a link to uh, something over at Hacker Noon. PodCrypt, automatic fear, fair peer-to-peer -peer podcast donations with Ether. No. No, thanks. No. Pass. Nope. I, I'll take real money. Yes, I want, I want actual <laughs> money. Pretty please with sugar on top. Can I have actual money? Yes. And over at GOG.show, Barrett writes in, 1,200 safety cases per week overwhelmed Uber investigator, Memo says. And this is a link to <laughs> CNN, where people are basically like losing their shit because they used to be Starbucks baristas and Chipotle managers. And now they're <laughs> investigators for Uber. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, hmm. they're... Yeah. Remember, remember that background check issue that Uber had? <laughs> maybe they, maybe they want to have some background checks on their investigators. Oh my God! Right. Ed Jensen writes us, "Hello, fellow fossils. I'm always happy when I hear you encouraging your listeners to use a password manager. KeyPass has been my weapon of choice for many years, but like so many other humans, I can be lazy. For the last few years, I've been letting Chrome suggest and manage my passwords for me. I'm signing the Chrome so that password information is synchronized to Google for safekeeping." Do you have any comments or opinions on using Chrome to generate and manage passwords? Are you aware of any particular security risks? I do have two-factor authentication enabled on my Google account and use Google Authenticator to avoid stolen SIM card SMS attacks. Thanks for being awesome. Um, other than you're just putting everything into Google, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I no, I, I whatever browser I'm using, like I'm I'm on Chrome right now. I mean, I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm on Opera right now, so I store my passwords in Opera. I store my passwords in 1Password. And when I was on Chrome, I stored my passwords in Chrome, too, because it makes it easy to migrate browsers over and do things like that when you get new machines. I don't see a problem with it as long as it's a long enough password. You know, yep. that's it. It's, mm -hmm. you know, go 13, 14 characters minimum. <laughs> and if you want to do passphrases, that's even better because they're at least memorable. But, yeah, I don't see a problem with, with that at all. Patrick writes in, since you both have been talking about health-related studies and what's good for you or bad for you lately, I thought I'd pass along a YouTube channel that I found interesting. It appears to at least try to understand studies in the larger context and to identify which studies are valid and, in some cases, who's funded them when trying to make sense of the results and or present recommendations. And it's a YouTube channel called Healthcare Triage. I will definitely check that out, and the link will be in the show notes. Very interesting. I, I did take a look at the channel. It's interesting. I'm be watching a lot of those. So uh, it's a mess, right? We, we can't get 
we can't seem to get good information anywhere and everything is always contradicting everything else. So anything that helps is, is good. So, yeah. And I'm sure this will all be contradicted next week. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, perpetually grumpy writes us. Hey, grumps was wondering if you could make a recommendation for an affordable web host. I'm sure I've heard you answer this question before, but I'm lazy and can't be arsed with trying to find the right episode or sift through your show notes. Uh, he then gets into some specifics about what he's doing. So we don't need to read that. Uh, I appreciate any advice you might be able to provide and love the show. Maybe if my business actually makes any money, I'll be able to throw a few shekels your way. Um, who are you using these days, Jason? Uh, well, for actual web hosting, if you're going to spin up your own server, Linode is mm-hmm. who I use. Uh, I've moved We've previously my- mentioned Amazon Web Services. <laughs> AWS is a pain in the balls. I don't use yeah, it. I don't I'm use AWS anymore. Um, Linode is what I generally use if I have to spin up a server. There's another company out of Canada that I've been trying called Nodehost. They're super cheap hosting. And the way that they can do that is they just know that how their resources are allocated and you can get a server for like, you know, four bucks a month. It's super cheap. And I've been testing it out. A photo a day.com is run up there. Unfortunately, I haven't posted a photo a day. I posted four <laughs> photos and then got really busy with work and trying to make money so I can retire someday. But uh, note host. So you're a photo a day site is like almost every other blog on the internet. It Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> a, completely abandoned. I just haven't left the studio for so long. I'm like, if you want to see what my garage looks like, I am down for that. But it's like a building with a bunch of moving blankets stapled to the wall it's not really that exciting <laughs> so yeah um but i did set it up i set up wordpress on Nodehost and got it done in like 20 minutes and it was super fast and the honestly i would even skip Linode. just go to Nodehost. they're great i will put a link in the show notes uh so hopefully you, you get a little bit of cash i get a little bit of cash if you sign up if you know <laughs> what i'm saying well, so. he he also leaves us with a story. So he did send you a little bit of cash already. He says, when I was younger, my family and I were at a fair where the Humane Society was adopting dogs. They had a dog there that was a few years old, a mutt, and not really getting much love from anyone else, who all only seemed to be interested in the younger puppies. While this older dog was a little rough looking and timid, he seemed to have a good disposition. So that's the one we adopted. And that's why I chose Team Jason on M1 Finance. All right. Yoo-hoo. So he tossed you some bucks. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll take it. And Travis writes in with a story from ABC News. It's a report that Snap fires execs alleged sexual misconduct. Uh, So, yeah, Snap has fired two executives pretty quickly, you know, out the door. And I don't even know anymore if it's like they fired them or they quit because that that C-level suite at Snap seems to be just kind of a revolving door. (laughs) Yep. You know, (laughs) it's just like, hey, you, you got a job at Snap. Um. Are you, is your resume already up on LinkedIn? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Booker writes us, if it's available in your area, try Sonic.net for your gigabit fiber. They've been shadowing AT&T in California and are a much better deal and a less evil corporation to deal with. We have a choice of both in our neighborhood, and I've never heard any complaints about Sonic. I uh, checked. Not available for me, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. I will I will check later. But uh, we, since we already have direct TV here, I think I'll probably get a better deal from AT&T <laughs> because it's like all all in one. It's bundled. It's bundled. Yep. And Patrick writes in with a couple links about Steve Carell's new show that is <laughs> it's based on the new Space Force that yes. Donald Trump wants us to have. And it looks pretty <laughs> funny. I, I definitely recommend checking out the trailer. It's it's not yep. really a trailer. It's a teaser, but it's still funny. Yep. Uh, ben writes us in the lower left corner of your site. Has anyone ever noticed the smiley face down there? I used to put a random period in the middle of a page that would hyperlink to PDFs flip books. You should make that thing clickable for some kind of Easter egg. We will do that with all of our time and creativity. Well, we're not going to do that because what that smiley face <laughs> is, is the WordPress stats GIF. So yeah. we don't even post that. We don't even see it. Brian and I don't even see it because we're logged nope. in. So yeah. we don't get that that thing so i went to a private window and i popped it up and i saw it and i'm like oh yeah 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 that's the old yeah. <laughs> wordpress tracking gif so yeah we're yeah. not going to do anything with that sorry it's, yeah. we, we don't care about easter eggs anymore we're too goddamn old for that <laughs> yeah we're too old uh he also writes i understand brian's perspective what streaming pandora spotify etc has done to the music industry but my pandora on random has played artists that i had no idea about i enjoy their music and bought tracks from itunes or saw a show uh Okay, so what do I think about that? Um, I agree popular artists aren't getting their due from these services, but what about the little garage band guys? Uh, They're not really getting much money either. In fact, I just listened to a really interesting podcast that was talking about uh, 
how performing rights are trying to get uh, there there aren't <laughs> there aren't universally there's not like a UPC code for a song and what's happening is is songs are being misidentified and people aren't getting the money right now they're, they're trying to solve the problem but it's not working great um as far as like things like you know Pandora and random and finding new artists there used to be something called radio that did that before it Radio. got entirely playlisted <laughs> and k-rock only played the red hot chili peppers and all my previous <laughs> complaints from earlier in the show so um i don't have a problem with pandora a lot of people re- really enjoy it and it does seem to be the new radio and way to find a uh, same thing with spotify playlists and things like or, or artist-based radio stations that the algorithms put together which is it's nice it's nice to find new music that way so it's great um i just w- want everybody to get paid you know. I listen to Pandora all day long. The one thing that irks the shit out of me about Pandora is because I, I listen to it through my Sonos. There's a four hour limit on Sonos and Pandora. So the music oh, really? will just stop <laughs> right. randomly. So you have to you know either open up the app or walk over to your Sonos and press the play button again. It is really annoying. But yeah, I listen to um, Sonos, listen to my Sonos with Pandora all day long because my roommate and I have like a shared playlist that we just kind of curate as we go and it's like oh thumbs up thumbs down and we've you know curated it for a couple of years now and it's, it's really good we find we find a ton of new music from it and we we really enjoy it cool fildo writes in all right i used to visit sweden all the time but since paying for content got easier i let the skills lapse now i find myself unable to find some content on any service or i have to sign up for stupidly priced memberships to see it please guys where do i go now for those sweet magnet links i need also, let Dave know I feel bad for calling him Klitner. <laughs> well, we will let Dave know. Yes. Um, I use a private tracker, personally. I uh, can't really give that out on the air because it's, you know, what you <laughs> yep. call private. I'll drop you an email, though, Fildo. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered that Google is quite good at finding these things. That is so true. Also just use Google. <laughs> Type in the show name and torrent. And yes, and uh, there you go. You're good to go. Uh, Brian writes us: Millennials don't even know what Pearl stands for. Pearl's a fucking acronym. You blew this millennial mind. <laughs> good. Johannes writes in: Dear Grumps, I have an AI fail to report. I'm not sure if this is real or major trolling, but it's entertaining either way. The What's New section of the Yelp app for iOS for the most recent version reads as follows. And this is on January 14th. We apologize to anyone who had problems with the app this week. We trained our neural net to eliminate all the bugs in the app, and it deleted everything. We had to roll everything back. To be fair, we were 100% bug-free briefly. Grumpy cheers (laughs) from Boston. Well, thank you, Johannes. Thank you. And Bo writes us with a link uh, to a YouTube video, The Worst Demo at CES. Um, It was quite funny. He says, AI laptop, does it talk to me to keep me company while I work? Does it watch what I'm doing and make recommendations like Microsoft Clippy? Does it stop me from making bad business decisions or buying Bitcoin? No, no, and nope. It gets me 10 plus frames per second in a pre-recorded game clip and renders videos in 10-year-old software at the same speed as a non-AI laptop. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's quite the demo. (laughs) Yeah. And Barrett writes in, reading through the How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation, and all I can think is that the idiotic writer got massively in debt getting her PhD and could only manage working at crappy BuzzFeed. Something should have told her that she lacked skills long before she even went for her master's. Just getting yet another degree isn't going to make an untalented person more talented. Too many people expect to get their dream job out of college now and fail to see that, one, they've never worked a job before, and two, they might need to spend a few years doing shit work before they manage to work their way up to anything close to what they expected. Also, you can register to vote online. You don't even need a stamp. The author couldn't even research this fact. Well, Barrett, high five. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Uh, We did not get any new iTunes ratings this week, so help us out. People, people, we got (laughs) you got to leave us some snarky reviews that we can read on the show. Come on, get on it. Chop, chop. Damn right. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please do head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five star and snarky review. And a quick shout out to a friend of the show, Dr. David Teeter, who had to fly into L.A. for work briefly yesterday. And we were going to try to meet up and have a beer, but unfortunately we couldn't because the timing didn't work out. But uh, next time, man, let's get together. Yep. No. Yeah. He called me, too. And uh, unfortunately, my shout out goes to Chris Voss. 
Well, not unfortunately, the shout out, but unfortunately, I couldn't meet up with David because I was meeting with Chris Voss, who is an ex FBI negotiator, like one of the top tier FBI negotiators. And he was the first person to be in my studio to do an interview for the Jordan Harbinger show. And it came out great. And Chris is a lovely human being and smart as a whip and fairly intimidating, I must say, because he <laughs> is FBI. So he, he has that FBI vibe. But look for that show coming up on the Jordan Harbinger show. And uh, until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schillmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Support the show and keep us on the air. Go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 314. And there you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy. This episode is sponsored... <coughs> Try that again.